0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast episode number 173. Going up on podcast services January 18th, 2021 for patrons, January 20th for everyone else. This is a weekly show covering all the games made in Canada and the people who create them. My name is Stephen, it's spelled with a PH and an A. So you think it's Stefan, but it's actually Steven. And joining me, of course, is the other main dude behind CanadianGameDevs.com, Steven, and it's spelled PH and an E, but we say Steve, so Steven and Steve, and no one's quite literally ever been confused. No. Never.
1: No, never.
0: CanadianGameDevs.com is, of course, supported by our amazing, beautiful patrons over on Patreon.com slash CanadianGameDevs. You can back us there for Discord perks, two-day early access to the show, game giveaways, discounts for Canadian gaming events like EGLX, shout-outs at the end of every episode, and the knowledge that you're helping us keep the lights on covering the Canadian Game Devs scene. And, Steve, if you back us at our highest tier, we will shout-out any project you want at the top of the show for the, as long as you want to back us at that generous role, just like our main man Eric Beer you can check out all of Eric's work over at the bot book the botbook.com where you can see if they're doing anything you're interested in talking to them about and uh, we also pull our uh, discord community from time to time about what they would like to see from us including interviews which we are be going which we are going to be doing a lot more of Steve in the coming weeks i've lined up The next five Saturdays, we have interviews. Um, I think I'm going to space those out every other Friday. Interviews will go up, hopefully. And we're recording our first one after this with Bioware intern artist Blake Alburn from our Discord, talking to him about his path to game art making, what's it like working at Bioware on Dragon Age 4, and anything else that comes up. And I'm quite excited about it. Me too. Of course, we also want to plug all the indigenous supports that we've been plugging these past months, year? It's been a while. Since all that bullshit out here happened with the lobster fisheries, I wanted to plug all the ways you can help support the indigenous movements across this land, like Land Back Lane in Ontario, the Wet'suwet'en in BC, and the Mi'kmaq out here on the East Coast. All those links are at the top of the show notes. Please consider supporting, and if you want The game angle on that, Night of the Indigenous Devs, has a trailer, a showcase up on YouTube of a bunch of indigenous game developers' work if you want to support indigenous artists. Sounds good, doesn't it, Steve? Sounds great. And some jobs. We've been, of course, plugging Achim Games, looking for an intern video game programmer in Toronto. Uh, as well as Canuck Play in Peterborough, Ontario, looking for a senior Unity game developer, a Unity game developer, and 3D modeler. Also in Toronto, Sleeping Giant Interactive is looking for a character animator rigger. And out here, half an hour east of my time zone, Stormy Shore in Paradise, Newfoundland is looking for a lead 3D artist. Artists, developers, programmers, animators, all those great things on the site, slash jobs. Wow, that that felt like really like usually I fumble my words a lot, Steve. You know, like in this little intro area. But that was just that was, mm. that was smooth. You did well. Thank you, thank you. How are you doing? We've recording our second episode of twenty twenty one. Huge bunch of support on Twitter these past few weeks. We've mm-hmm. almost hit seven k. I was joking at the beginning of the month. I was like, hey, what if we hit seven k by the end of the month? But we're on track, honestly.
1: Are we? Actually, I haven't checked it in a little bit, but I know like we we're two hundred the- away. Yeah, oh, I know from the um, the game of the year stuff, we got like three or four hundred people just in that like span of the week or whatever. So it was a pretty great start to the year. Not bad, and and some some pretty big follows as well. Oh yeah, we're at six thousand seven hundred ninety nine. Not bad. Ooh, so we lost one since I checked. Boo, motherfucker. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, if you're listening to this and you don't follow us on Twitter at Candy Game Devs, we post news there. I do the wish list this thread every week. Uh, Events, jobs, retweets of cool art and random itchio projects I find and all the other great Canadian game dev content that mm. you want in your news feed. Mm. Mm-hmm. Let's start with some news, Steve. I got three news stories for you this week. I'm going to end with, I would say, the biggest one. But first up, Rogue Star Rescue has left early access <laughs> on Steam. Long time in development. Uh, from it hasn't, it hasn't
1: left yet, February. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh, we did get an email about that. Rogue Star Rescue leaves Steam Early Access next month. Hey, maybe I was just saying that line for all the people listening from February 4th and past 2021. Yeah, That's true. I wasn't. I messed up. But uh, Shoot Apps in Windsor, Ontario will have their bullet hell tower defense game uh, on Nintendo Switch, PS4, and Xbox One later this year, but leaving Steam Early Access on February 4th. Originally launched in Early Access in March 2019. It's been Almost two years of early access. Good for them. Finally getting it out there, launching any game, no easy task. Mm. What do you think, Steve?
1: I'm excited for them. I haven't, uh, I'm, they gave us codes, so we got to play a little bit. We do got to play. Um, so it has multiplayer and whatnot. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to dive into it. I think I booted up once, but I had like the laptop on my lap or whatever and didn't have like a mouse. And I'm like this, I, I can't play it like this. And, uh. No, so I'm I am i have had it I think since shortly after they launched when they reached out to us, um, but I haven't haven't played it. You know, you know me. I don't play a PC games so much. So this
0: Steam page, Steve, exquisite. I would yeah. say one of the best Steam pages. Oh. I've seen in a while. Art of Rally is still up in my head for doing that cool perspective stuff where like part of the GIF is the same color as the background, so it looks oh, yeah, like it's coming good. out. That was really cool. But Rogue Star Rescue. Amazing shiny GIF headers. GIFs that explain the tower defense part, the story part, the online couch co-op. I think this uses Steam's uh what's that feature? Oh no, it is just built-in multiplayer. Cause sometimes games that have co-op will use uh the Steam's like built-in fake couch co-op thing where it just like mirrors your screen to the other person's screen
1: yeah but i'm seeing one of the menus is start quick tutorial online co-op couch co-op
0: so exactly so this is using like full-on multiplayer yeah.
1: i like the how the the titles like weapons and items heroes and stuff tower defense they're actually a gift because they have a little like they, oh, that goes across yeah.
0: you can hear it in your head
1: Ooh, so you in can see all the different ear. weapons too so this is what i was saying like with tower defense and, and or sorry with like twin stick shooters and stuff like that i always like the the cooler the weapons you can get Mm-hmm. That's like what's fun to me. So the bullet hell and hardness I'm not doesn't attract me as much as like just all the like pretty colors and, and cool weapons and, and whatnot. So I'm excited to dive in for that. But there me is three too. difficulty modes, so I can always just there's wimpy. So I'm sign me up.
0: I'm quite <laughs> wimpy when it comes to games. <laughs> me too. Which is why I play Walking Sims. Uh Congrats to the team. We are excited to cover it on the site more as it launches is on new consoles this year. And of course, when it launches, we will stream it, won't we, Steve? We can do the online together.
1: Yeah, that's true. When was the last time uh, we streamed
0: a game together, Steve? It was like Dauntless or Apex. It was Apex for Extra Life.
1: Probably, yeah. Most likely Apex. I'm thinking also uh, the the World War One um, game where you had, where you order people around. What was it?
0: Oh yeah, Radio Generals.
1: Radio General, yeah. General, so sorry. I actually Rogue, just
0: re-listened uh, to our interview with Michael Long from Foolish Mortals. Because uh, I was looking at her interview section. And that's a good interview. People should go back and listen to that interview. Because they have a new game coming out called Kaiju Wars that just looks amazing. And I tried the demo for it. And it's so dope. Um, it. Yeah, people should go listen to that interview. And people should also check out Rogue Star Rescue.
1: Which has 35 positive reviews on Steam, by the way. So
0: Already. Hot damn. Do you think there's any funny ones yet? I live for a good funny Steam review. Let's see.
1: Yeah, you really love this. But anytime you point them out, I don't know. I feel feel underwhelmed when you try to find these funny reviews, to be honest.
0: Good, decent game should be more reviews because it's an addictive game that reminds me of Enter the Gungeon in terms of using experience points to unlock permanent items. That's not funny. That shouldn't be taken funny. Let's not look at those (laughs) reviews anymore. It was a good review, and I like Enter the Gungeon, so that that was a good review to sell me on this game. But I, I wouldn't say it was funny. Hmm. Anyway, that's That's Rogue Star Rescue. You should check it out. Next bit of news today, Steve Cold War Strategy Simulator Doomsday Room is out now. This one's actually out now on Steam. It's from Doubleton Game Studios in Montreal. Uh, It's set in 1947. Doomsday Room is a fictional geopolitical game wherein players convene the world's seven nations to seek to have their nations prosper while avoiding disaster. Uh, Those of you who follow, Us on Twitch might remember I streamed their earlier game Breacher Story in 2020? 19? I liked it. It was a very thoughtful game about sort of how to be safe on digital platforms, told through a narrative phone experience where like someone's like uh, recruiting you to hack people. And so through being the other side of it, you get a good idea about what's, you know, good phone etiquette, not etiquette, what's it like security protocols, Mm -hmm. you know, this game, nothing like that, Steve, we are now (laughs) at a round table in front of the big map of the world with the DEF CON going up. And our goal is to make sure everyone stays cool. Cold War, you got to be cool. And no one blows anyone up. What do you think? We did it for a wish list this a few weeks ago, but... Yeah, I remember. Any fresh
1: thoughts? (laughs) It's interesting. There's a bullet point for objectives. Plan a coup or help overtake a government. Kind of hitting a little bit closer to home (laughs) now than like three or four months ago or whatever. Um, No, I'm excited to dive into this too. They gave us codes too. Did I... Did they say there was online some sort of online portion? Or am I just kind of making that up in my head? It looks You're like, making that up your looking, head right now. Yeah, okay. Because the tags are Cold War strategy, political sim, simulation. So that's some good shit right there. So. Mm-hmm.
0: And um, it has a great art style. It's got that like yeah. What would you say this is? This is
1: like 80s, 70s, 80s, 70s, and like spy. Like um, what's that spy show that everyone fucking loves?
0: Archer, Archer. Yeah, it Maybe. kind of has an Archer look yeah. to it
1: of like every, like the 2D characters and just kind of talking in front of like. a flat background or whatever, and yeah, Archer's a but good the one. colors are all very, like, blue and kind of dark and, and whatnot, so...
0: I dig it. We dig it. Doomsday Room. It's out now on Steam. Check it out. Dude. Next up, Steve, I want to congratulate all the winners of Damage Labs, which we were plugging a while when they were accepting applicants. They just announced their first cohort, studios, and founders who are receiving funds through oh. this uh, fund set up through Ontario Creates, Government of Canada, Women's... Canadian Foundation Investment Red as well as a bunch of studios that are all chipping in to help fund a new generation of creators. Um, Astromedia Space Cats, Ecosi Games, who I've started following all these people too now so we can cover their work. Killjoy yeah. Games, which funny thing about Killjoy Games is one of the co-founders was my professor in third and fourth year. And they left Games Academia because Games Academia and academia in general kind of sucks. Lane Digital, Paloma Dawkins, Quill Studios. Didn't Quill do Summer of Shiba Inu? Yep. Oh, that was good. Yep, that's them. Good for them. And they said three stealth mode studios who aren't ready to go public yet. All of these studios will be sharing more about their teams and projects in the coming weeks. And Congrats. I'm excited. DMG uh, helped organize a lot of this um, with a lot of the funding or like getting the funding, putting together the jury to pick the, the first cohort, which hopefully is the first of many. And I'm excited to cover all the work and games that come out mm-hmm. of this fund. What do you think, Steve?
1: Yeah, good for them. Uh, congratulations. And yeah, the Quill cool Studios is the only one that I kind of recognize off the bat, but I'm excited to see what, uh, what comes out of this. It's pretty sweet. They received more than 60 eligible applications from across Canada, every single one of them deserving of the sport. So they got a lot of uh, <coughs> a lot of submissions and stuff, so
0: good which is good. And good. Yeah, good. Congrats good. To the winners. Congrats. That's it for the news this week. Check them all out kingcanaves.com. It's time for everyone's favorite segment. Steve wish list this. When I started this show. No, I didn't start the show. When I started on this show. You two, you and Brett, would frequently wishlist games while you were talking about them. So I was like, hey, Steve, why don't I just pick three games Canadian made, wholly or in part, that usually have Steam pages, but we've, you know, bent our rules a bit in the past for Game Jolt or Itch.io or just follow them on Twitter or sign up for their mailing list. But this week is another trio with Steam pages that you have to add to your wishlist while we talk about them.
1: Every now and then I get an email from GameJolt of just telling me shit that's on it. And every single time I'm like, what the fuck is <laughs> okay. Game Jewel? Like, I don't, I never see that name come up other than these emails that I get.
0: They yeah, it's not gotta... the most, it's obviously not Steam or Epic, which are the, like the monopolized game, PC game market, but they are there.
1: They got to get some of those Reddit nerds to post shit or something, because.
0: There's a game. lot of nerds on Reddit. Yeah. First game, Steve, Princess Farmer by Samo B Games and BC. It's coming out in 2021, according <laughs> to their Steam page.
1: The first line is great.
0: <laughs> Quote: "Be the magical bunny farmer you've always wanted to be." Princess yeah. Farmer is a charming story meets match three gameplay with a host of adorable characters to befriend, mysteries to solve, fashion to collect, smash rocks, make combos, win hearts. This game is as cute as it sounds. From the mm-hmm. description. They went overboard with the trailers. Like, there's... Oh, these are more, like, clips. Like, the first, like, eight parts of their little scroll bar on Steam are little Oh, clips. yeah, they're
1: just, like, nine-second things. That's good, though. Well, I guess it it's basically a gif, right? Because you need to see the match stuff. The coolest part of Match 3 is always when you get a big combo. Like, what does the game do? Mm. Um, and that first one kind of shows some, like, neat stuff. So, this is pretty sweet, actually. Uh, I would want this on my phone, though. Is there... I guess we'll go to the Twitter. Is there any talk of a phone version?
0: From princessfarmergame.com just redirects to Steam. Never mind. I don't know. I assume given the horizontal format, although you could just turn the phone sideways, but... I'm not sure yeah maybe
1: or maybe it's coming to 2021 to pc and consoles oh, okay never mind fuck my phone i'll play it on console
0: okay okay <laughs> it's i would no a match tea. game put it on switch match matching games i don't have grindstone yet i'm waiting for my physical copy but i assume on the switch touch screen it's great
1: i don't even to be honest i don't even play grindstone with um with the touch screen on switch i play with the joy con or with the whatever the analog stick.
0: Oh, true. I guess I'm thinking a lot of Matchland, which is like the match game I played the most where time yeah, yeah. is such like you want to match really quickly.
1: Yeah, I don't see a timer or anything with this, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but it does combine kind of cool. like the match 3 with the visual novel element like you, you see in these text boxes of all the different animals you're talking to. Very yeah. expressive, beautiful looks, pixel art. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, it looks, um, like a, it looks straight out of like a Tiny Toons NES game that I used to play. Um, more colors, obviously, more of a palette or whatever, but like it looks just like an NES game. So this is awesome.
0: Steve, I have to ask, is Princess Farmer from Samobee Games in BC on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. Excellent. Next game today on wish list. This, Tribes of Midgard by Norsefell in Mahrjal. I didn't get a good R there, right? (laughs) Montreal, Quebec. It's releasing to be determined. And so now on a Steam page, quote, a new game in which players must resist the oncoming invasion of giants during Ragnarok set in the world of Midgard. Play solo or together to craft legendary equipment and defend your Viking village until the end. It's being published by Gearbox, Steve. That's big. Yeah, I saw that. Good for them. Um, publishing. oh yeah Gearbox retweeted when we did them for most anticipated double good oh yeah I remember that lots of gifts in the Steam page here yeah okay okay
1: whoa from a tribe from one to ten players
0: ten players interesting
1: that's sick actually if you can get that many players like kind of a raid going on or whatever like a drop and drop out that would be really freaking cool
0: so the this looks like a, a
1: Diablo-ish style. style thing right like mm. top down action RPG that's what i'm getting i'm seeing yeah i'm seeing
0: the base building um yeah yeah seeing and then then i've seen the camera really close in on two enemies and then super zoomed out and there's like a ragnarok beast with a big flame sword ragnarok's like i don't know a lot about norse mythology in thor 3 ragnarok the big thing at the end that's ragnarok right
1: my my uh my assumption is that Ragnarok is actually just like the end of time. Like the, okay. like basically the apocalypse. So however that happens.
0: Anyway, there's one of those big things from the end of Thor 3 that kills everything, spoilers for a five-year-old movie, in one of these videos, videos that's like super zoomed out. So that's some cool different perspectives on the battlefield. In Norse here.
1: mythology, Ragnarok is a series of events, including a great battle foretold to lead to the death of a number of great figures including the gods of odin thor blah, blah 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 natural disasters and submersion of the world in water after these events the world will resurface a new and fertile the surviving and returning gods will meet and the world will be repopulated by two human survivors so Ragnarok, yeah it's basically like a restart it's like
0: oh so it's like wind waker meets the book of genesis
1: you, yeah you, you pull out the nes cartridge you blow it and then you put it back in that's Ragnarok.
0: i love that i love <laughs> that for them and I like the look of this game. And if it's one to two player or one to ten players, I know at least two players will be checking out Tribes of Midgar when it launches soon. Steam. Now, if
1: it's if it's, uh, I just want to you know, just it's on Steam or it's coming to Steam. Obviously. It's coming to
0: Steam. Do we you know? want to know? Let me go to their Twitter. I know what you want to know. You want to know if it's going to come to the PlayStation? PlayStation right? yeah. Let me see here. I don't Not know seen it. Now you can go to Midgard.com. Keep telling me what you think.
1: Would you want to release this before or after the God of War game that's coming out? That's also called Ragnarok? Or no, yeah. this isn't called Ragnarok. This is called Tribes of Midgard. But it's, but it's similar setting and stuff. Do you, like, I would think you would want to release it. Oh, global release in 2021 on PC and PlayStation 5. Hells yeah.
0: There you go. You got him. Ladies and gentlemen, we got, we got him.
1: <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> Remind me where that's from. Is that? um, That's when they
0: announced they got Saddam Hussein. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, what a joke. Anyway, you're going to get it. Saddam
1: or or Osama?
0: Uh, Saddam. Obama announced uh, Osama. Remember? Yeah. I I remember watching that live. It was like the middle of the night and he came out and there was this podium set up in the hallway.
1: My favorite thing about that is The Rock knew something before everyone somehow. How? I don't know, but he tweeted like. At like twenty four hours before, just being like, just got the greatest news, and I'm so proud to be American. <laughs> Wait, that's weird. Yeah, if you Google Rock, Rock knows about um, Osama bin Laden. Huh. You'll see a thing, and there's like, I think there's something about it. He's cousin. He has a cousin that was like high, or I don't know, I I can't remember. But Rock tweeted like twenty four hours before they like announced it or whatever. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> It's, i don't know why he knows but it's just funny that the rock would i imagine i just picture like obama calling him <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh yeah uh Duane, i got some good news just we have, uh him. captured uh, osama bin laden and we killed him it's in the ocean uh, barrel let's see
1: now if i'm on bane they have tribes of midgar as xbox one ps4 and ps5 and wait
0: PC, what so. Okay, because when I went to their official press kit, it was also PC and PlayStation 5. So there's a bit of confusion about where Tribes of Midgard is coming to, but I can tell you, most likely, (laughs) where it's definitely coming to is Steam. And Steve is Tribes of Midgard from Montreal-based Norsefell on your Steam wishlist.
1: Yes, it is. Excellent. Hold the goddamn phone. I'm holding it. It, there's um, There's a PlayStation page for it. They got that Gearbox money, Steve. Oh, but you can't wish list from the fucking store anymore. Oh my god, I hate PlayStation. So on the PlayStation Store, they have mm-hmm. PS Five and PS Four. So ah, okay, 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 okay. So it's not PS Five proper, but they got that
0: Gearbox money, Steve. Well, yeah, no, okay. yeah, you got it.
1: But I wish list on Steam. There you go.
0: There you go. Last game today. I <laughs> wish list this Neon Blight from Bleeding Tapes, also in Montreal, Quebec, releasing to be determined. You can wish list on Steam now. Quote neon blight is a 2d cyberpunk rogue light gun store management game collect and sell guns customize and manage your own gun store fight your way through dangerous levels and get closer to the ultimate weapon i like the idea this is uh for those of you played moonlighter moonlighter's a rogue light where you just go into dungeons and like get shit to come back to your little village store to sell that is kind of what the pitch is for this but I don't like fantasy nerd shit. I like guns and cyberpunk and, and shit. So I'm assuming I'm going to enjoy this more than I did Moonlight. Although I did hmm. Moonlighter. Moonlight's that Academy Award winning movie about the black experience that I didn't watch. But Neon Blight. Moonlighter meets cyberpunk. What do you think, Steve?
1: Looks pretty sweet. Are we going to see like an influx of cyberpunk stuff?
0: I don't know. I mean, there was always cyberpunk stuff. Like... There was a lot of good artists and creators on Itch.io making cyberpunk content. It wasn't mainstream and I think, the way, obviously, cyberpunk made it. And since AAA takes four to five years. I don't think Neon Blight would be a response to cyberpunk. No,
1: no, no. I don't think so either.
0: But I I think if you're talking about AAA, maybe. Maybe. As someone
1: who just, like, I I was never really... Like honestly, the only cyberpunk media I've ever like consumed in my life is uh, Blade Runner, like mm-hmm. the newest, the new Blade Runner.
0: Same with the developers of cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> Zing! No, that was a joke.
1: Anyway, continue. Yeah, so I, I just, it's just a genre that I know like literally nothing about. So now that I'm, I feel like I'm just seeing more of it. But this looks pretty sweet. Um, again, twin stick shooter. I, I guess, is it rogue like though? Like to, I see so Metroidvania, you're... cyberpunk, bullet hell, but I don't. Am I?
0: Oh, it's right in the uh, Steam description. Is Roblox? Oh, that's not a tag yet. That's okay. Uh,
1: Gun store man. I I want to see a bit of the gun store management part
0: of it. I'm seeing uh, I'm seeing different pedestals I can put stuff on and put price tags on. Which is yeah, it looks like you can like kind of rearrange
1: your store. Like I'm more intrigued. To be perfectly honest, I'm more intrigued by that stuff and how that plays out. Um, Also, the ultimate weapon. I want to know what the ultimate weapon is. So
0: in Gungeon, it's the gun to kill time. So you got to beat that neon blight Mm -hmm. if you're listening i mean bleeding tapes it's a good steam page steve lots of tight gifts in the description Mm -hmm. got a key feature list join the discord plan to release date coming soon and all of that to say is neon blight from montreal based bleeding tapes on your steam wishlist steve yes it is excellent that's it for wishlist this this week if you want to get your game in this segment i want to talk about your game steve wants to talk about your game steve's wishlist and my wishlist i do wishlist all these games we don't talk about that because I usually just ask Steve after I found the game and put it in this list for him to look at and talk about with me, but I do wish list them. I was wondering. <laughs> we get the we get the same giant email every time there's a Steam sale. It's like two hundred and ninety six games turned on. Stuff. Oh yeah, because
1: like the only I've made this joke to you before, but like the only time I open Steam most like is for this podcast, and the only <laughs> things I ever wish list are these games. Um, <laughs> And so, like, whenever I get an email, like, especially with the last, like, Christmas sale or whatever, it, it literally was just, like, a hundred of your things were on sale or releasing. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Like, I was just helping out.
0: A <laughs> hundred divided by three. That's, like, 32, 33 episodes.
1: Yeah. yeah well, yeah. here, let me see. where was that? Because Doomsday Room is now available on Steam. Parkasaurus and one other item from your Steam Wishes is on sale. Parkasaurus looks fun.
0: I want to play Park Parkasaurus
1: Steve. Stuff. Yeah, Parkasaurus does look fun. I just want to see where oh here Jotun and twenty five other games from your wish list, plus <laughs> thousands more. So thousands more. Thousands more. Um but anyways, go go wish list wish list these games.
0: It helps. As someone who currently has a game on Steam page Steam coming time. out soon. Wish lists help. Uh, let's talk about some Discord discussions. We skipped over that last week to go over our winners, but I've pulled out a couple key conversations I've identified from the past week of discourse on our Discord. PNP <laughs> Games, a Winnipeg-used game store, which Steve hadn't heard about before, unless you just forgot. Had you heard of PNP before?
1: No, I, I don't remember. Like When you, when you posted that, I... I didn't know what it was or anything like that. I don't think I've ever been to one.
0: I love P&P, Steve. So when I was like a kid and I started getting like N64 carts to like put in the cartridge, they don't sell them anywhere near me. So I would go on eBay and P P was one of the sellers on eBay, so that's how I first heard about them. Mm. And I've been out west two or three times. Each time I've gone to a PNP and spent like four hours there. And it really annoyed the clerks there. Except for the one lady, she was really nice. So we talked a lot. But
1: Oh, shout out to that lady. So that it's possible that I've used them through eBay and stuff like that. But I, I quite possibly know them. But and yeah, they I, have
0: an amazing I, oh. website, as you discovered, I think.
1: Yeah, there's some good shit on there. And like yeah, I'm trying to build up the Sega Genesis collection. It's a, it's put on hold a little bit while we just kind of we're we're moving soonish. So we're just like I have nowhere to put it. Like I haven't hooked up the Sega Genesis. So I'm like, before I spend mm-hmm. more money, should maybe at least like get a place to put this shit.
0: Yes, you before I drop
1: because uh, the again the original goal was to get Streets of Rage one, two, three, and four mm-hmm. lined up nicely, full full box, full cart. Um, what what was it? Clip or? Because it's uh, cartridge. What, what was the acronym that you said? Oh,
0: CIB, complete in box. As all our good, honest
1: collectors know, a CIB yeah. manual case cart. Because I'm not interested in getting everything. I just want to get like particular things, and mm-hmm. so I'm not going to. And I know I'm not going to really play these games. So it's really just about the collection. So I just want the CIB. Uh, and Streets of Rage three. Whenever I see it, it's like 250 dollars or more, Ouch. and and I didn't know that before I was buying all this shit. and I'm like, oh my god, like I gotta, I gotta make a big stock trade day or something before <laughs> I, before I cop this. It's not. A, I don't know why it is because I see it all over the place. Like mm-hmm. it's not super rare. It's just when I do see it, it's like so expensive. So I'm not really sure. Streets Rage Three is probably like the best one too, which is a damn shame. Everyone loves Streets Rage Two, but Three, you could be a kangaroo, so it's fucking awesome.
0: The only one of those I splurged on Steve, I think, for my birthday two years ago. I went to KW Vintage Games. Shout out to Wakeem and Kitchener. He's the G. Rest in peace, Squirtle. Best Golden Retriever I've ever had the pleasure of petting. They hooked me up with a complete inbox Super Mario 64. Oh. And they I traded in like all my Nintendo powers that had just been sitting in a box. And they gave me like 50 bucks off, which was really nice. nice. That's not a lot for the amount of Nintendo power that was. But he also like really explained to me. He was very good at, like, this is how much these are worth to me. This is how much I'll pay you for them. You could sell them for probably this much, but that's a lot of work for you. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Here you go. Yeah, that's, like,
1: (laughs) what I always say about, like, trading in DB games and stuff like that. It's like, I could make a lot more on Facebook, but then I'd have to actually do stuff (laughs) instead of just giving them to this minimum wage worker at GameStop, which is always much easier.
0: It is. PNP Games fills out a space in Canada In my experience, going to every used game... Anytime I was anywhere with my parents, they are like, what do you want to do, Steven? I would just pull up Google Maps, Game Store. PNP started in Winnipeg, really has the Midwest of Canada down. Microplay, of course, started in Quebec. Came into Ontario. We had one in Guelph I went to, but really retracted, retreated in recent years. um, Mm -hmm. It's a bit of a shame. Uh, Jumbo Video, Steve, had an amazing game section. I don't know if you ever rented any games. You had the blockbuster, you know, on sound.
1: Yeah, we had the two blockbusters. When i when I lived in Guelph we had the microplay and uh and even the Rogers video actually had uh had games there for a little bit, so
0: good stuff. That's my that's my you know how like there's like the map of Canada and it's all like famous landmarks? Mine's just like where you buy used games depending on where you are in the country. (laughs) Next on uh, Discord, I want to plug the AMA Capybara Games did uh, over on our slash Nintendo Switch, which has 2.7 million members right now. did an AMA, and I had to ask, Steve. I had to ask. I'm going to quote directly here. <laughs> I, like all self-respecting game enjoyers, was utterly crushed when Grindstone didn't win Best Mobile Game at the Game Awards 2019. How does it feel to be the studio whose game getting snubbed completely delegitimize the game awards for myself and millions of other viewers quite possibly forever. God bless. Cappy replied, thanks. We just gotten over it and shared a gif of George sitting at the bar and staring big baggy eyed at a drink. <laughs> and so thanks, Kathy that <laughs> made me chuckle and I've saved that gif and will now be using it at any available opportunity in my internet discourse or discussions or conversations. That thread, You'll never get over that, will you? No, I, there's the game. Words is Call of Duty Mobile. I played one game, Steve. <laughs> I played one game of Call of Duty Mobile. The best thing you can say about Call of Duty Mobile is that it's a great example of why you should play a Call of Duty game on a console. This thread's really good, though, Steve. There's lots of great stuff in there. It's uh, I'll link it. I'll link it in the in the show notes if you want to go look at all the questions people got asked. Lots of interesting things going on.
1: They're, Was there anything about um like more ports to other content? Every or?
0: person who asked, they were like, can't can't comment on it, but we note everyone who's interested. And most people are asking about PC, honestly, but I know I know you wanna I know you wanna get a platinum in this game I would, on your PlayStation I would,
1: 5. Oh, I would buy I would buy that game again on PlayStation. Oh. If it came out. It'd be it would it would be one of the rare games that I would have on three different platforms. So
0: it's the only Cappy game since their mobile one or web one, not to come to a PlayStation platform. So, do with that information. Uh, yeah, especially because
1: know? below, yeah, below because below, below came, came out so, and that's super
0: time force.
1: What about um, Swords and whatever it was? Is that on?
0: Let me see here. Actually, that one might one not be. Which would be a shame.
1: Below, should play did... should Okay, let's play Heroes is on there. Don't Starve, which shipwrecked, which they work with Clay is on PS4. Super Time Force, Sound Shapes, Super Brothers, did not come to PS4. Interesting. Or okay, Xbox. but that's
0: not they 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 co-developed that. All of their main developed game below mm. Super Time Force mm. Ultra, mm.
1: Crater Crunch, Crater Crunch. Yeah. Anyway, eh, I'm saying Steve probably. I wonder if they still have the code for these like mobile games before mobile games were a thing. How do you mean? Like Pillow Fight on Blackberry, (laughs) Warner Bros. Happy Feet, Mobile, Disney, Pixar Cars, Plant Life, Monkey on Your Back are all just listed as mobile. And this is like in 2005. So like I remember I had a Call of Duty game on like my flip phone and it was awful. Yes. But I wonder like I wonder where those games like I wonder if there's a way to play these games. You know how people are trying to save like Flash games and stuff like that? Yes. I wonder if these games like will ever see the light of day? Because didn't we we were discussing this on Discord too? There's like a Doom RPG. Yeah. Um, and but it was from like a, the flip phone days. And remember Engage? I don't know how old you were when Engage was the thing, but there I, have was no, a, I have no idea what Engage is. I'm gonna oh go my to god, it. really? Oh, look up Engage, dude. Engage is like the perfect uh, example of like before, like ahead of its time, because it was gaming and a phone. This is hideous. and it had like oh it's it's disgusting but it had like a fifa it had spider-man uh, 2 Twitter, splinter
0: cell chaos theory pathway Worms to Glory, world party some tom clancy Duty? games
1: it had an elder scrolls game
0: super no um, that's a joke <laughs> i was gonna say i saw a couple jokes here
1: had sonic uh had a sonic game on it too like it was legit like it was and then i think like the first engage was hideous and then they came out with like another engage that was like looked better or whatever um, yeah, engage Q. No, it's still bulky. But like, this was you know, this was like early two thousands. So like, it was ahead of its time. People didn't really. I think like in order to change cartridges, you had to take out the batteries or something like that. It had a weird. I've never actually seen one. It had a weird thing though. Huh. Um. I don't know what I was what I was going on, but I but I wonder these games like Sonic N and these like I'm sure there's a few that kind of we're only on these and like, I wonder if there's a way to ever play these again.
0: Probably not. <laughs> They're probably, probably not. there's, there's game archivists out there doing things. Um, I follow a couple, a lot of games also just don't exist in the same state. Uh, so like, like there are people who try and like get for Fortnite version, like 0.1 or whatever the first one, and like MMOs that are now defunct, like that matrix one, like those are games mm-hmm. that are just a challenge to preserve in any way yeah like rocket league 2021 is a much different game than rocket league 2020 in terms of everything other than just like the main gameplay mode of like 1v1 2v2 3v3 like everything else in that game would probably be much very unrecognizable for someone else jumping in
1: like especially something like fortnite too like engage has ashen which is a first person shooter and it only came to Engage. <laughs> it was never released to anything else. It had multiplayer. That's insane. Um, and this it came out in 2004. So I remember I wanted to Engage like so badly. Terrible. Um, and gladly, like it was before. It was just before the time where I started to work and could buy a bunch of shit, or else I probably would have bought one and <laughs> would have regretted it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Anyways, A little, little sidetrack. Little
0: but side- two more things we talked about on Discord this week. Steve Steam did a 2020 recap and a bunch of people pointed to the events uh, or the game festivals. The game festivals, Steve, you might remember, where a bunch of developers put up demos for their games and the front page of Steam was people streaming them. The popularity of these demos is huge. The spring edition had 0.6 million demos downloaded and started. They specifically Mm. say the demo was launched. Summer... Had 3.1 million, and by the fall version, they had 5.1 million. So that's some exponential growth of the Steam Game Festivals. And Dragon Slumber in our Discord was talking about how that was a huge, huge boon for their wish lists. They were on the front page with like 4,000 people watching at one point, and they uh, they noted that was very good for their wish lists. So, hmm. and uh, for a couple, I think for the summer edition, I, I did a little thread of all the games, Canadian games that had demos up you could try. Um, so we should definitely try and do that in the future because demos are a great way to get... Games, we look at a lot of Steam pages, Steve. Mm-hmm. Games need to be played, I think, to really, really get it, you know?
1: Yeah. I, I, that's kind of why, like, demos have kind of are non-existent on consoles anymore. Like, I don't even think there's a PS5 game you can get a demo with the exception of, like, VR games because you really need to have, like, a demo for VR, both, like, just to see what they're trying to do but also because, I. I personally would have, like, you know, some luck with, um, like... Or I would have, like, headaches with some games, and not others. Mm-hmm. So you need the demo for that. But I know on Steam it's, like, much more of a thing. But, yeah, on, on I don't even think there's a PS5 game that has a demo.
0: Hmm. The um, demos are also... Like, people talk about Steam's refund policy. I It's a good policy. I think GOG is much better. And PlayStation and Xbox are now obviously working on it after Cyberpunk. But mm. the... The demo is a curated experience of the game, like like a refund, like you just download the full game and play a little bit. Demos are like, the developer's like, this 20 minutes best showcases what I'm trying to do here. And that's that's what I think is missing. And I hope the Steam Game Festival success, runaway success, means demos are coming back. Every single game that launched on Xbox Live from like the start to whenever Xbox One launched, needed a demo to have a steam page or have a a store page.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, that's right. I remember that.
0: So but like again, that's something else developers have to think about and as someone who's working on a game right now, where we're looking at a bunch of things we have to do. I understand why creating a specific demo. And a lot of times I'm sure it was just like uh pull a level out of the third chapter and just I don't know, put it in there. <laughs> but I like I like the demo, Steve.
1: Yeah, I like demos too. I to be fair though, I don't know if demo I don't know if I ever bought a game because of a demo though mm. it's always kind of like a game i'm excited to get and will most likely get anyways and then i just play it because i'm like it's like a confirmation it's like a game i was like 80 there and then it like it pushes me to 100 but i don't think there's ever a game where i'm like on the fence or even like just like eh, and then i get it and then there's games where like i would just play the demo like devil may cry had a demo that came with Resident Evil: Code Veronica X on PS2 back in the day, mm-hmm. and famously um, Metal Gear Solid 2 was a demo in Zone of the Enders, and that was really just to sell more Zone of the Enders. Mm-hmm. And I played those demos like all the time, like Devil May Cry. I played that shit probably just as much as Resident Evil and the Metal Gear Solid as well. So that was like I remember like Nintendo 2 would also put, like you could only play the demo like ten times or whatever. I don't know if you remember that Evil. I don't remember. I I hated that shit. They did it on DS. Nintendo sucks. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) That's Nintendo.
0: Last thing we were really hyping up, uh, or or hyping up is the wrong word, discussing on Discord, was the sort of slew of licensed game announcements that are kind of, and like uh, we shared that one Kotaku article that was kind of like Hollywood, or uh, the game, AAA games are retreating into the licensed games that sort of got them through the mid-2000s. IO Interactive is doing James Bond. Machine Gun Games. I should say IO does Hitman. Machine Gun Games, who did Wolfenstein uh, 1, 2, and Youngblood, like the new ones with Bethesda, is doing Indiana Jones. And then Ubisoft Massive, who does uh, The Division, is doing an open-world Star Wars game. And I don't know. Of all of those, (laughs) I think James Bond, Hitman developer is like that that kind of makes the most sense to me it's hitman yeah. steve like like james vaughn is a spy but you know you you want to see him bust out the piano wire get into a bathroom stall somewhere he doesn't end up um people brought up this up in the discord like the costume aspect of hitman obviously doesn't translate like james vaughn is always in a tux whether like the bow tie is on or off that's usually yeah, he does, yeah he
1: doesn't really do the dressing part he just sort of like he like openly tells everyone he's James Bond. Like that's mm. one of his famous lines. <laughs> so <laughs> he's kind of a terrible spy. But as far um, as like
0: the third person assassinate someone, I think that yeah. matches
1: the best. I'm I'm excited because, yeah, James Bond and Indiana Jones are huge properties, obviously. But it's like when was the last James Bond game? Like I remember playing the Golden remake on Wii. Cassino was there? Quantum, there was a, had one. I think Quantum um, Solace had a game. It's been a while, I feel like. There was a collection Indiana- they did of a bunch. And Indiana Jones, I'm surprised there hasn't even been, like, a Lego game of James Bond since there's, like, fucking, so, like there's 30 movies that they can pull from. Um, and same with Indiana Jones, like, we, we, there's the Lego ones, obviously, but there isn't, like, a proper kind of adventure Indiana Jones one since the Wii game that we were talking about. Staff so of Kings.
0: Like- I love Staff of Kings. Steve, do you want to guess when the last official James Bond game was?
1: I- I'm guessing it's actually Quantum of Solace it's not
0: in 2012 they did 007 legends which um was just like a best of like it was just different scenes and moments from all of the james swan movies like sort of stitched together
1: i think that game is awful too
0: it's let's go down to reception on wikipedia it's got a uh Uh, Metacritic of 26 out of 100 on PC. (laughs) That's not good. Uh, That's not good at all. (laughs) So that was the last James Bond game,
1: and there hasn't been one since
0: 2012.
1: Yeah, so it's been eight years. Indiana Jones, it's been more... It'll be like 10 or 12 by the time it actually comes out. Yeah, exactly. So I'm excited for those things. Mm -hmm. Um, Indiana Jones especially, that's probably, of the three, that's the one I'm most excited for. Now, Star Wars, like, there's you know... Whatever. We used to fucking get a Star Wars game every six months. Star Wars is whatever. Yeah. So I'm, you know, and, you know, I still stand pat on our our Ubisoft thing. Oh, there's
0: no studio I trust less to make a good Star Wars game. Like, originally when EA got the license, I was like, oh, so no good Star Wars games. But I think Ubisoft I would trust slightly less to make an interesting Star Wars game. No disrespect to the, actually a lot of disrespect to the leadership at Ubisoft, (laughs) but um, no disrespect for the the many thousands of developers who are going to just make random lightsaber hilts for 10 years of their lives. But, um, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't look forward to a, especially the the division is like the spreadsheet, the video game. And I know Aaron in our discord likes to play the division. Love you, Aaron. I don't like spreadsheet, the video game. I would, if I could press a single button that just min maxed everything. Every time I opened my inventory,
1: I like Marvel's Avengers.
0: Like yeah, exactly. Look, that was honestly a selling point for Avengers. Like, I saw that button; it was just like press. What is it like R two or something? And we'll just do it all for you. you. Just, I'm like,
1: you great. just hold square or whatever, and it just like it prioritizes. Like, there's a power level on everything, and so it just prioritizes that. And uh, until you get to like the end game, like that's all you really need. It doesn't even matter. Um.
0: So I don't want. I don't want to do that with like random guns in the division, and I definitely don't want to do that with. <laughs> I don't know what they're gonna make up for Star Wars. Different hoodies, like the guy in. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order or, like, different...
1: Yeah, I just hope it's not, like, more lightsaber shit. Like, Mandalorian has kind of proved that you don't really need to have, like, light, like, Jedi... Although I'm only two episodes in Season 2, but, like, it's about just a dude with some sick armor and some blasters. Like, anytime I watch The Mandalorian, I'm just like, why isn't this a video game? Like, the dude's literally upgrading his armor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's flying
0: flying to fetch quest to fetch quest, you know? Yeah.
1: It would be a great video game. Yeah, it would be. So... Hopefully it's that, but I mean that kind of fits with the division, like a shooter or whatever. But I think of those three, I'm most excited for the Indiana Jones one, just because it's been so long. Like I didn't even play that Wii one, so really I don't think I've ever really played the Indiana Jones video game, other than uh, Fate Atlantis, which is an amazing game. But one that's like I'm like never going to play again because I'm it's like a point and click adventure from 1993, so I'm assuming it's not great to play. <laughs>
0: Baby wow. Steven loved Staff of Kings, and it was, one, I think, one of the first games I was able to get my parents to let me play that had a gun in it, which was cool, because he has this little revolver, and there's, like, a few sequences where, you're like, you're you're in a random shop, and you gotta, like, shoot your way out, and I thought that was, I would just play those levels over and over again. Did you um, have to waggle
1: to use your whip or whatever?
0: Yeah, you, you whipped with the Wiimote, you pointed at the screen to shoot, it was great, um, but I'm also interested in the Indiana Jones, because Machine Gun has only done first-person Wolfenstein games. And I
1: think so, yeah. I think they were you, created to make that first one.
0: Indiana Jones has to be third-person, Steve. Like, I would be impressed if they went first-person, like, as a direction for that character-driven adventure game. If they went first-person, be like, okay, okay, like, bold. Let's we'll see how it pays off. But I have to imagine it's, it's third-person, you know?
1: Yeah, they've done... All the new Wolfensteins that happened, and then a Quake dimension of the past, which was I'm first guessing
0: a, probably first person because it's crazy. So yeah, that's what that's what the big thing with Indiana Jones. I'm like, are they gonna are they really gonna do a first person Indiana Jones? That would be crazy because essentially Uncharted was the video game Indiana Jones. Like the first three, all the Uncharted games are video game Indiana Jones, yeah. and yeah, like. I can only see it third-person. So I almost want them to try and do it first-person. Just, like, what would that be like? But I kind of want them to stay third-person.
1: Yeah. I'm, anyway. I'm excited. I mean, we probably won't see these games for, like, at least two
0: years. No, yeah. Definitely years. Years down the road. Yeah. That's it for our Discord discussion. You should join our Discord. I'll put a link to that starting this episode in the show notes, too. Toss that at the top somewhere. I got some events, Steve. Quickly, if you're listening to this on the Monday, it comes up. Uh, IO Interactive Ontario is doing two events uh, on Tuesday, January 19th. Sorry to our Wednesday listeners. And later, um, they're doing a information session on getting into the Asian market, which is the biggest market in games. I was looking at a list of like the top five most downloaded games in 2020. And I didn't recognize all of them because they were all games on the Chinese and uh, app stores. Hmm. But like, Steve, like the 10 most popular games in the world right now, we've never played. And that's because they're on the Asian markets. Mm, So if you want to get your game into that market, check out that interactive Ontario event. Um, I
1: remember, uh, very random, I remember going to like EGLX with a buddy um, Mm -hmm. and there was like some some like shooter game and they as like advertised as like a sponsor of one of the events. And I don't even remember the name of it. And it was like the most popular game in the world. And my friend and I were like, no, it's not. (laughs) like there's no way and someone overheard us and they're just like no it it, it's played by like half a billion people in in the asian market and we're like oh okay that makes
0: sense yeah it's a that's where you got to be you know like quickly becoming the most sought-after translator is simplified chinese if you look for that anywhere that's where you want to get your game uh The Global Game Jam Online is happening January 27th to 31st. There's locations all across the country in respective discords. The Interactive Society of Nova Scotia has a bunch of uh, in-person and digital meetup um, jam sites out here. I'm assuming all the provinces with conservative premiers should be doing uh, online-only sites. That was a joke at how badly they're handling COVID. And I think the official website, which is globalgamejam.org, has all those sites. Uh, site. Like like location you would go to do the game jam uh, for those of you who maybe haven't been to one before. Um, but then there's also ways to connect over Discord and stuff and make a game with someone. It's fun. I've done it two times. Yeah, two times yes. uh, during school. Really enjoyed it. It's fun seeing what everyone makes. Uh, and game jams are a great way to fill out your portfolio. Unity Club is returning Monday, February 8th by Dance Games Toronto. And the Dance Banking Games annual general meeting, which is open to all members...
1: It's the end of February twenty seventh. Just go to DMG.to see all their events. And joined uh this Unity Club because I've actually I've been dabbling, like just playing around, nothing really like nothing worth really even discussing. But I've just been like dabbling and my friend and I are kind of talking about it. So i That's
0: awesome. Time. You did the uh did you do the the rollerball one?
1: No, it's like a the the one is like a platformer template or whatever. Oh you go two D
0: or three D platformer? 2d okay okay they changed their name it used to be unity 3d (laughs) then they were like oh people like to make 2d games with this all right (laughs) should have got that ipo steve it's already gone up
1: i know it has it yeah you know what skyrocketed is GameStop, which is
0: that doesn't make any sense
1: no sense i like i cashed out for a very nice profit Mm -hmm. and if I like, you don't know, right? Like I totally assumed they would fucking fall. Mm -hmm. Um, and they just ballooned up and I'm like, it's like the The same time they're,
0: they announced they're closing like 300 stores in the North America.
1: Yeah. And it's not worth playing. Like you can always think like, uh, it's like, like hindsight's 2020. Mm -hmm. And so it's always just like, oh man, if I only invested (laughs) $50,000, I would, (laughs) I would be, I would be able to retire right now, but you can't play that. No, you can't. Um, but sometimes it's just very surprising because I like I cashed out of Air Canada too soon and stuff like that. Unity is so hard to fucking find on the stock exchange. Anyway, sorry. Continue.
0: Let's close out the show, Steve, with what we've been playing. Anything you've been dabbling with you want to highlight for the viewers at home?
1: Uh, nothing like major new. I, I kind of proposed on Twitter like a game that I need. I want to play in front of Sophia, or I can play in front of Sophia. so not super violent, but I can also pause because like. A game like Demon Souls like isn't really gory or anything like that, but it, you can't pause it. So I, um, Aaron, who you already shout out to, mentioned or suggested downloading Divinity Sin, Divinity Sin. Oh, what the hell is it called?
0: Divinity, Divinity? Original Sin Two.
1: Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I, I, so I re-downloaded that because I play it with a buddy because it's like a D and D game you can play multiplayer, which is pretty cool. Um, so I re-downloaded that and want to play a little bit of that. I did this morning, um, and I did play uh, Spirit Fair good um, our game our voted game of the year
0: that thousands I, I knew, thousands I knew,
1: steve selected it thousands i knew nothing about this game other mm-hmm. than like thunder lotus 2d platformer blah 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 and it's like it's beautiful and it's mm-hmm. it's so smooth and i'm like damn i wish i had gotten it sooner i'm only like an hour in mm-hmm. but like the whole concept of it is just very like warm and cozy and it's like not stressful you're As just the like kids fishing say, steve yeah Vibes. Oh, is that what the kids say?
0: It's got vibes.
1: Okay, I don't know that. But are you playing on I, a I, PC I, or Xbox? Xbox. Got yeah, the PC. Yeah, got yeah, the Game Pass. You know, I I was like, oh, do I get it on PlayStation because I'm more likely to play it? But I'm I'm trying. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> but, <laughs>
0: you got Game Pass.
1: Yeah, I want to obviously throw love to these developers, but like forty bucks, like maybe if it drops down to like $15, 20 dollars, I would cop it on PlayStation or like but now a, a
0: physical playing. copy maybe someday. They've done limited run in the past. I have uh sundered i have a, i got a physical copy of sundered from limited run so mm. Mm.
1: damn i remember again thinking of going into unity when it was like 80 bucks and thinking i was too late and it's now 148 i'm such mm-hmm. an idiot i don't know stock. don't listen to me about stocks
0: don't listen to see about stocks <laughs> um this week <laughs> anyway,
1: spearfair really good but i haven't really been i've been i've been kind of just dabbling in random things yeah
0: like, i don't really have a lot to report back i don't know i've been playing apex every day with my friend getting the dailies and that's really all the gaming I can muster at the moment. Um,
1: I did pre-order Cyber Shadow, which is like a Ninja Gaiden. Yes. Looking game. Um, first week of February, right? Uh, no, last week of January. Oh, okay. And actually, and I'm I'm stoked for that shit. That looks so good.
0: Shovel Knights. I mean, sorry. Yacht Clubs, who Yacht developed Club's Shovel Knights. Publishing. First publishing game.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, it, okay. And basically, it looks like a Ninja Gaiden, like, like the NES style Ninja Gaiden, which are amazing games and I was tweeting to someone online I've never actually I played Ninja Gaiden on NES like all my life I've mm-hmm. never been it it's impo- it's <laughs> so impossible and someone tweeted the like final screenshot because it's like also one of the earliest games that has like a story like there's cutscenes in it mm-hmm. and he posted something that's like clearly the ending cutscene. I was just like I've never seen this, <laughs> this image <laughs> in my life that's awesome um i'm excited for that the medium also comes out on xbox i got that i downloaded that already that's Uh, uh, yeah game pass um because they say it's like only possible on like these new consoles because it's going to switch you can switch kind of sort of like in titanfall 2 and like legend of Zelda, like link to the past you could switch back and forth between these two areas but Uh, they were set they were set places or like where you could do it like the game would do it for you whereas I guess in the medium, you could do it anytime you want, and you're going to need to to do puzzles and shit. So, okay, it's like running this the game twice in the background. It's a lot of uh, a
0: lot of memory is being used.
1: Yeah, I don't really like. I don't know. It's it's also the very first Xbox S only game. So uh, Xbox X. So kind of just want to try that out.
0: Excellent. We'll be back been, with yeah. impressions whenever those come out end of January, and then a few weeks later, probably for when's the medium. I think it's also end of. I think they're
1: both the same week of last week of January.
0: Is the medium don't nod because they're in Montreal? Uh,
1: I didn't look it up actually. Hold on.
0: Nope, it's the Blueberry team who did the Blair Witch game. Anyway. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. Yeah, so no. <sighs> it was originally announced for Xbox 360, PS3, and Wii U in 2012. But Jesus. Wanted, but for want of better technology, reappeared in May 2020 for Xbox XS title. Huh. Good for them. January 28th. 2021.
0: Well, that's what we will be playing in the future. <laughs> yes. new, new segment. <laughs> new segment. What we will be playing. That's it for episode number 173 of the Canadian podcast. The second episode of 2021. Expect more interviews this year, Steve, lots of interviews. I'm very excited about just to tease. Of course, we're talking to Blake Alburn, an artist at Bioware working on Dragon Age four. We've also set up interviews with a senior game designer on Warframe who our best ongoing Canadian game in the polls this year. Talking to a new co-op, as in everyone's on the same page, you know, co- co- we've talked about co-op on the show, studio, yeah. uh, not the co-op, K-O-O-P, just a co-op studio, who's also in Quebec. Um, we're also talking to the narrative designer and Hard space, Shipbreaker, a runner-up for Canadian Game of the Year, as well as many other DMs and emails, which are percolating. On They're on Simmer, Steve. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. If you want to help us do more amazing work like this, you can support us over at patreon.com slash Back us there at the credited tier or higher, and we'll toss your name at the end of every episode like these lovely folks. Thank you so much, Aaron McLeod, Play David Winter, David Nagy, Eric Beer, go to thebopbook.com, Elizabeth Avery, Hanel, Jean Leggett. Speaking of interviews, check out interview Jean Leggett. Jeff Sheffstone, Jeffrey Canham, Graph Metal. Ooh, I saw Jeffrey is putting screenshots up for one of their new games on Itch.io. We should get them on. I'm going to make a mental note right now. Right. If any patrons or viewers listening have ideas for interviewer guests, interviewees, let us know as well. Kai Hutchins, Nicholas A. Zorko, Nav from the Academy of Games, Knots underscore Alex, Sean Hayden, and Stacy H. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, could you drop us a review? It's just Just scroll the screen up a little bit. It's right there. Pick some stars. Add some words if you want. Helps us out. And if you're not on Apple Podcasts, you can send us your feedback at contact at Canadian Game Devs com you can follow us and all our work on twitter at canada game dev steve and i personal profiles are linked in the description of at canada game devs so check us out there go raptors go raptors go who's left in football steve because that's i'm gonna watch uh, the, the bills
1: World. play in a few hours so i'm,
0: I'm aren't they a joke is that a joke
1: no they were a joke they're they're really really good they, oh, good for them i'm going Bills. probably then. the favorites for this game Go Bills. Um,
0: who was the one who everyone was joking was like still stressed about the Browns? Are the Browns still in?
1: Yeah, the Browns are still in. They've been they've been historically awful as well.
0: Good. Okay, I'm I'm Browns Bills. Whoever's worse, I want to win. Uh,
1: like worse historically or worse this year? Worse this year. Uh, the Browns were worse this year.
0: Okay, okay, go Browns. Those were
1: like a top three team this year. So,
0: go Browns. I'm excited for them. The Browns are going
1: to lose tomorrow. Just FYI.
0: What if they don't? And that'd be fun. That's what's funny about it, right? It's like. If they don't. I guess. Oh
1: tonight's basketball. Oh yeah, tonight's a good night. Good Bills, night for Steve. Leafs and Raptors. Woo. Woo. Popcorn. Let's get the let's get the shit over with.
0: Let's get this shit over with. We'll talk to you <laughs> next week. Goodbye. To know who jimmy wales was i don't like
1: these quotes at all
0: uh, an american british internet entrepreneur and former financial trader who co-founded wikipedia oh. oh wikipedia got me through high school and university for that matter yeah same as you